Soldier Boy on the beat.
Okay? So sit back, relax, enjoy the ride, enjoy the tunes, and we will be opening mics in just a moment because today's show, this is Mercury Returns, it's Wednesday, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this savage woman versus the wild woman. This is part two of our show today, and for everybody who listened to yesterday's show, I am so, <laughs> I'm not really sorry, but I'm going to try to get this apology out with a straight face. Hold on, give me a second, let me compose myself. <laughs> I would like to say to everybody who listened to yesterday's show, I understand, I understand that I said a word that stuck in y'all's psyche. I know because my assistant called me this morning talking about, well, since we're going to be talking about strategic fucking, and said it just like that. <laughs> it was all I could do to burst out laughing. <laughs> I had another sister call me and do that, too. I said, oh, come on, man. Don't throw my words back at me. I can't be responsible for what angry diva say on the radio. <laughs> and I told her, I said, I don't even realize how that shit sounds until one of y'all repeats it back to me. Then I got I to gotta eat it the way you had to. So, anywho, we're going we're gonna to get into the show, and we're going to get into all of that. But, you know, I got a couple of tunes I got to play. Of course, we got to make sure we hit that Black Woman is God, the official Angry Divas anthem, written by the one, the only, Shaw Black Woman, that jet black woman, best respect that woman, the Black Woman is God. Black Woman, that big black woman, you can never check that woman, the Black Woman is God. Mother of the earth, queen of the land Call me Mama Duke, watch me expand Swallow up the sun, give birth out my glands That's what we call a resurrection I think it's time to turn your lights off I think it's time to change your white tone Sneaking up on you just like a python <laughs> Isis is really ice on We the gods manifest in the flesh, nigga In the form of double X, nigga I want my throne back I'm set, nigga, i burn your shit down Stop met, nigga, we all waited, debated, anticipated Was hated, miseducated by both who ejaculated So now the fakers and ravers and violators And mother nature's haters, cause we born immaculated So now we changing the orders, we be the total recorders Removing all of the borders, stopping the slaughter So I'm calling the daughters from out the pre-mortal waters With legs around the waist, call her mommy water And she the black woman that jet black woman, yeah, that's respect that woman. Why? Black woman is God. Black woman, yeah, that big black woman. You can never check that woman. Why? Black woman is God. They think I'm gonna stop this fight when they call me bitch, hoe, and dyke. So I'm saying it loud, proud on the mic. Stand strong, reclaiming my birthright. To no man, submission never been part of a program. So keep fishing and searching this whole land. No DNA strand, we take the black road man. So, who were the builders before you? And who gave you suckling and boy you? If you believe in the ultimate sacrifice, the story to Jesus Christ, she had her without you. So, to your God, the rape and war. Mama, come back to settle that score. Came down to earth long before. Babylon whore, we the my I needs and that 
black woman, that big black woman, <laughs> yeah, just respect that woman, why, the black woman is God, black woman, oh, that jet black woman, you can never check that woman, why, the black woman is God,
I said to him, Ernie, you're never around. I'll never forget it, you know. I was having tea one time with my girlfriend, Clementine. The doorbell rang. There was a delivery boy there with two dozen roses. I opened the card. It said, love, from your boyfriend, Ernie. I said to Clementine, Clementine, do you know what this means? For the next two weeks, I'm going to be flat on my back with my legs wide open. Clementine said to me, what's the matter with you? Ain't you got a bar? I'll never forget it, you know. For the longest time, I didn't wear no underwear. Used to drive my boyfriend Ernie absolutely batty. One time I caught a terrible cold. Ernie said to me, Soap, you've got a terrible cold. You've got to go see the doctor right away. I said, all right, Ernie, make an appointment for me. So he rang up the doctor, and this is what he said, unbeknownst to me. Doc, I'm sending soap over. She's got a terrible cold, but that's not the problem. The problem is, she don't wear no underwear. Do me a favor. Tell her the reason she got this cold is on account of she don't wear no underwear. You got that? Right. Oh, says the doc. So I, like a schmuck, shot on down to the doctor's office. Doctor says, open your mouth and say, ah. I opened my mouth. I said, ah. You can stop clapping. Doc looked down my throat. He said, so, you ain't wearing no underwear. I said, I beg your pardon? He said to me, so, you ain't wearing no underwear. I said to him, doctor, you can look down my throat and see I ain't wearing no underwear. He said, that's right, so. I said, doc, do me a favor. Look up my ass and tell him my hat's on straight. <laughs> Because my father let us stay up late and watch things we weren't supposed to do. And my mother, much to her chagrin, was horrified when she learned. <laughs> While her little girls were popping their fingers, too. So I share it with you all to delight with me in the glory that is our femininity. Of course, we got to make sure y'all know who housed this. Yeah, baby. It's the Ang- Angry Divas, the triple dark dot dot. It's the Angry Divas radio show. The Angry Divas air live weekdays on blogtalkradio.com at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our website. That's www.angrydivas.com. Angry Divas. Get it right, boo. This has been another Big House production. The Angry Divas radio show. Radio show. Radio show. Radio show. Yeah, baby. It's the- yeah, baby. All right. So today's show 
It's called The Savage Black Woman versus The Wild Woman Part 2. And it's a continuation of our show from yesterday, of course, where we had a whole heap of a hot tub in the old town tonight. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad to have such a fun show again today. So let me open up the call lines. I know we got Sister Atoya in the house. How you doing, sis? Hey, Welcome to be unto you. Hey! Hello! Hello, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I can hear you. You sound like you across the room with the phone on speaker, though, just to let you know. (laughs) (laughs) My friends are my friends with me. It's all right. It should happen. What'd you think of yesterday's show? What'd you think? about it. 
That is something that's very frightening to a lot of people. It's frightening because it exists outside of the parameters of what we think of as law or logic or any of those sorts of things. And it sounds like some lawless psychopath who needs to be locked down and changed. <laughs> you know? It just sounds crazy. Um, and that's going to be our initial inclination. I know it certainly was mine when I first saw the article. And we're going to get into the article in just a second. We're going to get into the article because the article does a really good job with um, defining this. But when I first saw it, just the title alone, I was like, uh, I don't know. And then me being who I am and not one to stop just based on a title, I said, okay, let me check this shit out and see what it's actually about. The same way that somebody saw Angry Beaver. Somebody said, Angry, run, run for the hills. <laughs> and somebody said, Angry, hmm, let me see what this is about. And here we are. So let's go ahead and get into this article. It's called The Secret Life of Savage Black Women. And it's written by Lauren Chanel Allen um, on her, her website. So here we go. Rihanna's latest album, Auntie, is everything I didn't know I needed in my life. On first listen, one song in particular, Needed Me, captured my attention and has refused to let go. It's timely, really. Lately, I've been wondering, what would happen if people knew how savage women really were? I don't mean cunning and conniving, although we've mastered that. I'm talking about savage. Now, before your blood pressure gets too high, yes, I know how white folks try to use the term savage to refer to anything that they deem inferior. This ain't that. We define for ourselves. That being said, a savage is a person who doesn't partake in obligatory politeness. They don't play politics or beat around the bush. They're putting themselves first and going for what they want. They're winners. The term savage has long been in colloquial use in the D.C. area, but most recently Rihanna brought it back on, needed me when she asked, didn't they tell you I was a savage? There's this commonly accepted idea that while women can be hoes, they can't be savages because women are feeble-minded creatures who only know how to engage physically when emotions are involved. Otherwise, it's just a black hole between our legs. <laughs> this is what people of a range of intellectual abilities believe, men and women alike. However, it turns out after much scientific research, which really just means listening to my friends' stories about their sex lives, I've come to the conclusion that women can be savages. When women cheat, it's not always emotional, and it certainly isn't always in response to something a man has done. And yet those strange myths persist, despite the myriad of evidence before us. Sex is a fascinating topic. Sex in black America, even more fascinating. You see... Black Americans in general, and African Americans in particular, have a beautiful, dark, twisted relationship with sex. For one, we are historically a deeply religious people. Most of us were raised in church, and even if the rules of Christianity were only selectively adhered to, as well once wrapped, Sunday night sinners do their Sunday morning spankings. It's a lifestyle we all know, but don't get it twisted. White people have Catholic guilt, too. We're not the only ones struggling with and abandoning our faith. Actually, white men have been raping black women for centuries, sneaking into slave cabins, and hiding behind Jim Crow-era laws to continue this barbarity. 
one of the dopest parts about being black in America is regardless of how varied our personalities and experiences, there are many recurring themes. The pastor who goes on another 20 minutes after he says he's about to sit down. <laughs> the confounding images of white Jesus and Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King on the church fans. <laughs> we even have our political history with church, from religious leadership in the civil rights movement of the 1960s, or churches organizing to feed people in Ferguson who weren't in school because the National Guard shut everything down. But this isn't what y'all came here for, or is it? You think you're about to read about how women are out here scheming and having sex indiscriminately, but it's more about black sexual liberation. And as you can see, this is a very touchy topic. Even as I write this, I really hope my two pastor parents never read it. I listened to Auntie and enjoyed the intro to with SZA. I don't know how you're supposed to say that, so I'm supposed to say the initials. Sizzle? Is that how you're supposed to say that? I don't know. And previously released James Joint. The Drake-assisted work. Work is good, <laughs> but the song that stayed with me was Needed Me. Instantly, I did that fist-to-mouth jump-up-and-down thing I hear when I do when I really hear a dope song. Needed Me opens up with DJ Mustard's signature beat. It's a dark anthem. It's a cross-faded, off-coding, and blunt vibe. I'm going to have to find this motherfucker, right, and play this on the show after I finish reading this. I wish somebody would pick this up and read this for me so I could, like, you know, find the song, put it in there, something. Let me find this needed me. We're going to take a pause because it's my show, and I'm going to find this damn song right here, right now. Boom. There it is. Okay. So we will be putting that in the soundboard in just a few. But let's go ahead with it. The beat drops and Rihanna kicks the door in with, I was good on my own. That's the way it was. That's the way it was. You was good on the low for a faded fuck on some faded love. Shit, what the fuck you complaining for? Feeling jaded, huh? Used to trip off that shit I was kicking to you. Had some fun on the run, though I'll give it to you. But baby, don't get it twisted. You was just another nigga on the hit list. Trying to fix your inner issues with a bad bitch. Didn't they tell you I was a savage? Fuck your white horse and carriage. Bet you never could imagine. Never told you you could have it. Okay, well, bitch, do it. Work, work, work. Okay. Um, wow. Fuck Indeed. This is not the typical fairy tale. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not the narrative we're used to. Isn't she supposed to be enthralled with a man and in agony that she's not being loved right? Not up in here. <laughs> the very first thing she said is, I was good on my own. We start the story with Rihanna already being a complete autonomous individual. And it ends with, never told you you could have it. So wait, they don't even end up together happily ever after? This is why I love Rihanna so much. The absolute refusal to let anyone control her narrative. Media and fans alike desperately wanted her to take a downtrodden victim of domestic violence, and she's done everything in her power to eschew that label and just live her life. On Same Old Mistake, a calm but annoyed song Rihanna sings, I can just hear them now. How could you let us down? But they don't know what I found or see from this way around. Finally taking flight. I know you think you don't think it's right. I know you think it's fake. Maybe fake's what I like. Point is, I have the right. Okay. Needed Me almost comes as a response to Drake's thin line between melancholy and psychotic mashup hotline bling. That was such a fucked up way to describe that. Melancholy and psychotic. It was psychotic as fuck. 
Drake details that ever since him and his lady broke up, she got exactly what you asked for. Running out of pages in your passport, hanging with girls I've never seen before. He annoyingly thinks aloud to no one, since she definitely isn't the one sticking around and listening to him. Why are you never alone? Why are you always touching roads? Used to always stay at home, be a good girl. You was in the zone. You should just be yourself. This sounds like some shit that a dude said to me after I was like, okay, you're boring, done. I'm going to live my life. You sit here and die by yourself. Fuck it, I'm done. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You used to be okay with just being in the house with deadhead with me. Now you want to actually live, bitch? Wait a minute. Who the fuck told you you had wings? You was never supposed to know that you had them, let alone how to use them and fly. Wait a minute. Hotline bling. That's how all of them sound. Anyway, all right, let's get back into it. <laughs> Every time I hear hotline bling, I laugh at how happy this girl is after Drake finally left her ass alone. At the end of the day, hotline bling is a trash song about Blake being mad, Drake, excuse me, being mad, that a woman healthily and happily moved on while he scrolls through her pictures. Songs like Rihanna's Needed Me show the other side of that supposedly tragic scenario. Baby, don't get it twisted. You was just another lit nigga on the hit list trying to fix your inner issues with a bad bitch. Never told you you could have it. Put another way, sex with me. I know, I know. I make it hard to let go. You're just going to have to get over this. Rihanna's in complete control of her sexual desires and her bigger narrative as an artist. Okay, this is starting to get boring. It's way too long. Sorry, but I'm going to try to get through it, all right? <laughs> She's dominant. We've seen this kind of agency and sexual liberation with female rappers before. However, those perspectives were shared in a mostly male space. Lil' Kim ran with Biggie. Foxy Brown with Jay-Z. That's, that is only noted to say that there's something novel and awesome about Beyonce and Rihanna expressing the sexual agency from the center of their own world. They're lifting the burden. I don't want to put Beyonce in that category because she's hiding behind her husband. You know, like, she didn't do any of that shit until after they got married and she had a child. Now she's a little bit bad bitch, and I'm a, I, I'm a hoe. Look, surfboard, fucking watermelons and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that didn't come along until well after the bun and the baby. All right, all right. But, you know, that's what she's saying. I just, I would just like to disagree. They're lifting the burden of being a black woman completely in control of their sexual proclivities. Rihanna's critical self-awareness of her actions and romantic decisions are to be applauded. There ain't nothing here for me anymore, but I don't want to be alone. There are no dreams being bought or sold here. But what if I told you this is how many women operate? What if I told you not every woman is a damsel in distress waiting to be delivered by dick? Well, I like her. What if I told you that when Rihanna sings, I know you don't think it's right, I know you think it's fake, maybe fake is what I like, the point is I have the right. Women collectively clap as they flash back to that time. They called their ex just because they wanted to have some sex. Am I blowing your mind? What Rihanna is doing with anti thematically matches what Beyonce began with her self-titled Beyonce. Yet again, I would like to caveat and say she waited until after the bum and the baby before she did that shit. I put that on everything. She's still hiding behind male privilege. I can't give it to her alone. I'm sorry. Nobody would have heard none of that shit from Beyonce if she did it before her and Jay-Z and the whole Blue Ivy thing. After she established herself as Ave Maria, <laughs> then she could come out and be the holy whore. That's what they do. <laughs> you have to. That's the only way that people can receive it. And it's not just men, it's women too. 
this core Madonna dichotomy is very much so a prevalent way of interpreting the feminine archetype, um, especially the dark and the light feminine. But anyway, I digress. <sighs> They're bosses, superstars, and sexual beings, and it's dope. When Beyonce sang, you got me faded, baby, I want you. Can't keep your eyes off my fatty daddy, I want you. People freaked. Not only is she talking about wanting to have sex, she's using some atypically kinky. This is kinky language. I can't with this. All right, you lost me, honey. You started to lose me, Lauren, you know, with the article. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Does she get back into the whole savage? No, she doesn't. She just goes on like this for a while. If you wanted to read the rest of this dry-ass article, you could do that. It's on my page. <laughs> you find it there. I would like for us to get into some discussion about what the hell we actually talking about, though. So let me open up. We have a brother on the line, Brother Ali. Welcome to Diva Nation and to the Angry Divas Radio Show. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. All right, so what do you think about this article so far, what I said about this whole savage thing? I tried. I tried to get through the whole thing, but it's just dry. Ooh, dead air. What did you think about the article, Ali? You want to share any thoughts with us? No, I'm just listening. Actually, it's it's very informative as far as me. And um, I thank you for your openness of the show, of this show, and uh, and it's my only desire to probe a little deeper into the mind and the ways of some of the black women in America. Thank you. All right, he's just listening. No problem. So Toya, it looks like it's on you and me, boo to chop this shit up and get into this savage woman idea. Um, And I I feel like the article takes an easy line by relating savage to sexuality. That is such an easy way to relate it. Excuse me. Of course, when we start to talk about savagery, that's going to be the first thing because a lot of um, the struggle for women in general and black women in particular is the ownership and mastery of our own yoni or what I call pussy privilege. Feminine sexual privilege. So it makes sense to me that when we talk about the savage woman, that the first thing they're going to talk about is sex, and, you know, I'm not trying to be in a relationship with you. And I can even relate to that. I remember, you know, dudes talk about this all the time, girls catching feelings. I can't speak for the rest of these hoes, but I'll tell you something about this dark bitch God here. That ain't how it works in my room. So I remember years back, hired a dude to play the role of lover. Told him up front what it was, what it wasn't. Of course, he started catching feelings because which pussy is addictive. And one of the things, <laughs> one of the things that he said to me is, oh, man, you know, it totally sucks. That you feel the way that you do about marriage and relationships Because, man, I would like I would just like wipe you in a minute I said, I know you would You try to make sure my ass off the market So I can't run nowhere away from you Because you certainly don't give a fuck about nothing else <laughs> He started laughing He thought I was just fucking with him But I was serious I understand what that trap is, you know um, 
but as things progressed, I ended up, the reason I ended up stopped talking to him and dealing with him at all is he really did end up catching feelings and I had to get out, I love you shit. And then it was on some I'm evil and mean and fucked up because I don't love him back. And you know, it's just fucking ridiculous. It was too much. It was too much. Okay. And I was young and impatient and I didn't have the kind of patience it took to deal with someone who was emotional. So I did just like men do to women. I was like, I got mine. Don't worry about his. Stay on the scene now. Like a sexy scene now. Got to have the feeling. Shut up in your bones. Get it together. Right on, right on. All right, let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was for me. Um, so I get it. I get where it's coming from. I know ideologically women are supposed to nurture and caretake men's feelings and pretend to be damsels in distress. But the only reason that women do that shit is because we know that y'all's egos are so fucked up you can't handle it straight up, no chaser. So all of that manliness and so-called logic and lack of emotions, men can't handle it straight up, no chaser. They can't, and the ones who try to, they they still can only relate to you via one out of two of the dichotomies that are possible, the Madonna or the whore. And the wonderful thing about that is that it reveals to you the energy that you emit as a woman. Some of us is out here trying to be the whore and you're the Madonna. Stay in your lane. Some of us out here trying to be the Madonna and you the whore. Stay in your lane. We're really dealing with power here. We're dealing with power and the way that that power is expressed. And it has to come, those dichotomies, it has to come out of uh, the mental realm and come into something that we can actually chew and swallow and digest in our everyday lives. Something that's going to be food, that's going to nourish you, that's going to grow you, that's going to enhance you. And one of the ways that we can accomplish that, one of the key ways that we can accomplish that is by applying savagery to our seductive dance, our seductive mating game or uh, mating call, courtship, whatever it is that you do to engage mateship with the opposite sex. And that, my sisters, I have a class for you. We're doing, we just finished Pussy Language 3, but we're doing Pussy Language 4, the savage art of seduction. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we are going to be, I'll, first of all, I want to talk to you about what savage seduction is. Savage seduction is the right of the dark divine feminine to tap into her power without apology, to pursue her true desires on her own terms using logic, wisdom, and dark bitchcraft, the dark divine feminine goes for exactly what she wants, and she gets it every time. And every sister who signs up is going to receive a copy of Robert Greene's book, The Art of Seduction. We're going to be doing a dark divine feminine book study on it, and we're going to spend three weeks together going over the savage art of seduction and the power of female sexual privilege in the form of spirit the celestial virgin mother, intellect or vital spark, and attitude, persona, personality. Which personality do you don and engage and enact as you do your dance of the mystic enchantress or the seductress? Because, see, I think that the the reason that 
we have a lot of imbalance and a lot of sisters who are not really clear on who they are, what they want, um, and aware of what their divine feminine sexual privilege is in the first place is, A, we don't study, we do not invest in Gnosis, and I challenge you, get over it. You do need to invest in your personal development. It is the best thing you will ever do for yourself, ever, okay? The more I know, the more validation I have. And I'm going to tell you, as a woman in this system, that shit is necessary. We need validation, especially as black women in a white supremacist, patriarchal society. That validation has to come from somewhere. And if we're not giving it to ourselves, you know what ends up happening? We go looking for it from our sisters and draining the hell out of their frequency and fucking up the sisterhood. Now bitches are kicking you out. It's some other bullshit, you know? And it's just tired. It's just tired. I know because I've been there. I've walked that walk. When you need somebody to validate you so fucking bad, usually what you think is people don't understand you. So you go around looking for what you think is understanding. No, honey, it's validation. Something that I tell my students, and I told you all this, I think in the very last, um, no, it wasn't pussy language. It was the I am frequency. In the I am frequency course, I told the sisters that they needed to make sure that they got up every day and tell themselves, I am God. And you tell it to yourself, and you tell it to yourself until the spell starts to work, until it's no longer a fucking slogan, and now it's an actual living, breathing way of being. An everyday reality. We go out here and we, we parrot and parrot and parrot and parrot and we say things, and we keep on talking it because you do have to talk yourself into the new frequency. You do. How do you think you got to where you are? Your own thoughts and your own words or the words you allow other people to use in conversation with you or directed at you. Spells. They call it spelling for a reason. Words do cast spells. And the things that we tell ourselves, that begins to impact the way that our minds engage the world, the way that we understand things, the way we relate to ourselves, the way we value ourselves, and conversely, the way we value each other. The more we know, the better. And the more that we study and learn about our feminine sexual privilege, the greater not only our sexual lives are, but the greater all of our manifestations. Your womb is a garden. And your thoughts are seeds. You can grow pretty flowers, fruits, and vegetables, or too many goddamn weeds. What are you growing? How does your garden grow with silver bells and cocker shells and pretty maids all in a row? How does your garden grow, Mistress Mary, quite contrary? Let me open up some more call lines. I think we got Southwest Ray in the house. Hey, Southwest Ray! Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> fantastic, man. Fantastic. I like I like to talk about validation because I think we we we're fiends for it. We're really fiends for it, and we really oh have God, to be yeah. independent thinkers. Yep. It's so it, it it I think it halts your money. It just it halts every all the success in every aspect of your life. This this thing called seeking validation, man. You can't have discernment if you're seeking validation. It just doesn't work. 
No, nope, you can't because you don't trust yourself. There you You're go. looking for someone else to tell you that you're right. I Oh, I had this problem in the beginning. And my teacher kept saying to me, trust yourself, trust yourself. I would be like, well, let me get a reading. She was like, sis, you do readings for other people. You don't get mm-hmm. readings. Trust yourself. I said, but mm-hmm. I'm just beginning. She said, it don't matter. If you can read somebody else, you can read yourself. You just need to trust yourself. Because if you couldn't read you, you couldn't read no fucking body. There you go. And she drummed that in my head and drummed it and drummed it and drummed it. Like I said, it had to be repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated until the program took. Because the repetitive program of I can't, I can't, what if, how it's going to, that shit had taken root. And it was totally impeding my ability to connect to my intuition and to trust myself. So I had to hear, trust yourself, trust yourself, trust yourself, trust your motherfucking self again and again and again and again until it finally stuck, you know? And it even triggered early memories for me and helped me to see that that had always been a problem of mine. Something my mother told me when I was very young, I think I was still in middle school or elementary school. She said, Cree, always trust your first mind. Once you start second-guessing yourself, you'll always be wrong. And when she told it to me, she was telling it about a test because the first answer I circled was right, but I erased it and circled a different answer, and that answer was wrong. And she looked at the paper. She said, but you've got the right answer right here. You circled it. Why did you erase it? Why? And Mm -hmm. I remember she shook my shoulders, right? That's another thing. You need somebody to shock the fuck out of you to get you awake. She grabbed me by the shoulder. She shook me. And she said, why? Why? And I looked at her, and I said, I didn't think it was right. She said, what told you it wasn't right? I said, I said, the first thing I said after I marked her was, what if it's not right? She said, you told yourself after you already told yourself it was right. You have to deal with that duplicitous mind. It's not going to help you. It's not going to serve you. You got to get rid of that shit now. Because if you don't nip this in the bud now, it's going to fuck up the rest of your life. I was a little kid. So when my teacher, my spiritual teacher, as a grown fucking woman, tells me the same thing my mother had told me, I had no choice but to take the lesson and realize, oh, this has always been your problem. They've always tried to get you to this point where you trust yourself. And you know what that takes? It takes willpower. Without connection Hmm. to your divine will, you don't trust yourself. And you know when my will was broken? In that church that she took us to where they taught us some shit, not my will, but thine be done. Fuck that. Ain't no God before me greater than me outside of me. It's all me. Even Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within you. Not up there, not below, inside of your monkey ass. In you. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. And when you connect to that truth, you're unstoppable. I see we got another caller on the line. Caller 347-261. Welcome to the show today. How you doing, honey? Hi. Hello? 347. Yep. Hey, baby. How you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Give us the name to call you. Give us something to call you. It ain't got to be your real name. Just give us something to call you by. I'm on Facebook. I'm Karen. Yeah. My name is Yeah. Oh, hey, Karen. Okay. Yeah. I I called before. Um, Like, when you first started... I used to call your show, 
Well, my real name is Velma, but it doesn't matter. I changed my Velma! name. Velma! Yeah. Ah! It's been a while. Oh, hey! Okay. Yeah, I changed Girl, my name. I was like, you sound familiar, Karen. That sounds familiar, but not the name. Velma. Yeah, okay. How are you doing, boo? How's everything? I'm, everything's good. Everything's cool. Yeah. But I was just listening. I just came in. I'm, I was just started listening in or whatever. So, yeah, everything you were saying was was true. Sometimes you need someone to tell you to believe in yourself, especially in a world where us women, we're supposed to be, like, delicate flowers and, you know, we're supposed to, like, have someone tell us what to do. So sometimes it's good to have, like, a, a strong role model, you know, telling us you're a woman, you can do it. You don't need nobody telling you what to do. You know. Yep. We need it. We need the reminder. That's exactly the point. We do need that validation. And yeah. I've been repetitively getting it. I don't think getting the validation is so much the problem for us as women. It's receiving it. And that yeah. is a feminine frequency issue. The divine feminine is the greatest receiver of all time. If you can't receive a compliment or some mm-hmm. advice, especially sound advice that you know is coming from somebody who wants to see you win. I understand ignoring these fuck niggas who want to see you fail. I get exactly. that. Ignore the oh, piss out of them. But the people yeah. who believe in you, the people who love you, the people who want to see you soar, when they tell mm-hmm. you something, when they got no, it doesn't profit them to lie to you or blow smoke up your ass and they cut it to you straight, you better take that pearl and run with it. Mm-hmm. That's it's not yeah. so much the getting of validation It's the ability to receive it And apply it yeah. in our lives Because you know what mm-hmm. We think validation is supposed to make us feel good Validation is supposed to make my my coochie wet And twinkle and yeah. shit Now yeah. And you know now, a lot of females Well I, I don't want to say females But a lot of um, young girls that's, that's the perfect word A lot of young girls feel that When um you know, when a woman wants validation that she has, like, some self-esteem issue or, or it's something. Like, my, my homegirl, she works, she works, as, she works, she's a correction officer. And then she was saying something about, um, she was saying some. she was going sideways. She was coming at me sideways talking about, oh, you know, fem- females that like, um, that like validation, you know, they have self-esteem issues or whatever. That's not the case all the time. When um when a woman wants wants validation, it's just like you know like saying good job like you know you want like that that yep. reinforcement you know it's not like oh I feel bad about about myself I I think I'm the piece of a piece of shit it's just sometimes in life especially in a stressful life sometimes you just need that ooh la la like you know that that moment where you feel like everything you're doing is not you know it's not. You know, everything that you're doing is not going to waste. Like, you know, you get that, yes, I'm on the right track, you know? You know, so it's like you got to look at validation. Nobody calls it a self-esteem issue when you get a Mm -hmm. bonus on your job for a a job well done. Yeah. You get a bonus at the end of the year for meeting your goals on your job. Nobody says, look at that low self-esteem, having-ass motherfucker. You know, mm-hmm. they needed somebody to give them validation in the form of a bonus for them to even do their job. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah, that's that. Nobody mm-hmm. that. They just, and they might hate on the fact that their department didn't get a bonus, but nobody mm-hmm. says, look at them low self-esteem having bastards. They're so mm-hmm. happy now that they got that check. They needed that little check just to make them feel better about themselves. 
You know, so why is it low self-esteem to get that validation in other forms? I don't Mm. agree with that. I do know that sometimes that is true. You know, um, we need it more when our esteem is lower, when we're not quite sure. Um, When we're trotting a new path, we do need it more. And also, I think it's tribal, too. We are all tribal. And trying Mm. to find your tribe, trying to find that group of women that mm-hmm. is like family because we're born into what they call a family, but it ain't all yeah. the same. In my in my family of six people, my mother has a human, two reptilians, and a succubus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, you know how the hell she gave birth to? No, there's six people in the family, so four kids oh. and mom and dad. No, no, child, please, I would have been died. Please, four, four was mm-hmm. too many. Six would have just killed everybody. But yeah. you know she. In that family, that's what we all make up. So one of these things is not like the other, and one of these things just doesn't belong. Just because we all bear a name, a last name, or an alleged blood tie doesn't mean anything. We do go looking for our kin. We do go looking for our family, for our tribe. And when you meet those people along the way, that shit is validating. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember before I started my show, I was Mm -hmm. very... Hold on, 90 seconds before we go into overtime, everybody. Before I started my show, I was just very vocal, period, on Facebook. And I remember Mm -hmm. just sharing a link with me to a YouTube video. And it was a video of Don Nicoleone's radio show. I didn't know nothing about her. didn't know nothing about her show. I just saw the YouTube video. And when I first started listening to her, she was like, it ain't the black man's fault. I'm tired of the black woman blaming the black fucking man for every damn thing going wrong. You the motherfuckers keep giving birth to them. You the motherfuckers keep having sex with them. But when she started, I was like, here go another one of them bitches talking about how it's all our fucking fault. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I waited a few more seconds, what I would have heard was the validation I needed because it's the same thing I was saying, and I kept getting, you bitter, you evil, you hate men. You wounded. You need a healing. And I was getting so tired of hearing every fucking body parrot that shit at me, and I knew that wasn't it. I knew there was something more. So to get with another sister who was saying the same thing, that validated the hell out of me. I think I jumped up off my couch like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> you know, it felt real good. It felt real good. It did. I'm not the only fucking one. And I think that's really what it is. We don't want to be alone. We're a communal people. We're not a viral, virus-ass people. We're communal. And we do want to be able to commune and fellowship with one another. So we're officially in overtime. The floor is open, and everybody's welcome to weigh in. Sockers, I think I hear you getting ready to talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm listening to you, and I, I, I definitely agree how, how that type of validation, the example that you gave, is is definitely needed and, and, and necessary when you know, when you are growing and, and you've got a perspective, you want to see like, okay, well well damn, I'm not the only one that sees it this way. I'm not I'm not crazy or or irrational or something like that. I think with validation though, when it comes to you personally, like things personally going on with you, I think that's when it comes when it when it becomes like a, a crutch, when you're constantly looking for someone outside of yourself to let you know, like what whatever you decide to do on a day to day basis, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, you really need to develop 
some discernment within yourself because a lot of times we make decisions knowing that they're wrong, but because someone else is doing it, then it's then it's right, and that's when it's uh that's when it becomes peer pressure. Yes, that that and that's what that's what it is. That's what it is, and then we're looking for the validation is more like the coddling, you know, that mom that mommy thing, and what you really want is the truth. And to me, truth is a very aggressive, very masculine, unforgiving. It's it's not nurturing at all. It is what it is. So when when you when you really step into validation and you're thinking about well, what what am I looking for here? Am I looking for comfort, or am I looking for something that's supporting the truth? What is the, what is the truth? And sometimes you don't you don't need the support for that. You might need some comfort, but you don't need uh, the suck on your mom's tit, you know, so to speak, for that. <laughs> that's 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 the only that's the only thing that I that that I would say with with that. Sometimes we we we're just looking for to feel better about what we think is right or what we know is right, and sometimes it's not that. You just want you need the truth. You need to look the truth in the face, and that and that's it. Not feel better about what what you know. Just uh, just accept the truth. We always want to feel better about shit, and, and, and a lot of times it ain't about feeling better about things. It's about accepting. It's really not. What is true? So that's that's. I remember having to accept mm-hmm. the hard truth about myself. It was an ugly truth too. I'm gonna share it with y'all. This is the ugliest fuck truth. Y'all ready? I don't think you're ready, but I'm gonna share it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this problem where. I know that what I have to give is of great value. And I have this problem where other bitches don't realize the value of what I have to offer, but they still want access to it. If I do allow you to have access to it and you act like a fucking asshole, nine times out of ten, I'm going to curse you. Because how dare you compromise the value? You sorry, sick motherfucker. That's robbery. Right. You must be compensated. You got an option. You're going to make it right or you're going to suffer the wrath. A lot of bitches think, ha, 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 she's just talking. What does she know? That shit ain't real. And they walk away like, fuck that bitch. I ain't giving her shit back. And then everything around them fucking crumbles to ash. Mm-hmm. That's a big problem with that. And what I had to do is check myself and stop letting all kind of uncouth bitches have access to me. See, I don't do this with men. I off-rip, do not trust men, hate their rat, dick-swinging asses off-rip, and will use them only for purposes that I deem them worthy of being used for. And we don't love them hoes. However, I got a whole lot of love for women and our kind. And unfortunately, that kindness has been viewed as weakness in the past. So I got a real big problem with that. And at first, I thought it was such a negative thing, and I would just sit on my hands. I took all the hits. And then, after I got tired of getting my ass kicked, and I do mean sick and tired of being sick and tired, I got up, and I drew a line in the sand. And I said, unless I invite you over, if you even so much as put your toenail over this line, flaming arches on the ready to shoot you down and drop you where the fuck you stand. Mm. That's the boundary. That's the boundary. And I've established that boundary... Because it provides a certain safety for me, and it also prompts me to act. 
Whereas before I had been trained to take the abuse and just suffer the loss, this boundary prompts me to do something about it, to not take it, to not just lay down to it, to not let just any and every bitch come around and do whatever she do. A lot of them come to you sweetly at first, and then they pull some bullshit after the fact. That's why I let everybody know up front. When I say I'm a dark witch, I mean that. If you would like to test that and see what that means, fucking try me, bitch. Try me. Who comes to me, I keep. Who goes from me, I free. But against all, I stand. Who carried not my key. That's my creed in life. If you come Mm -hmm. to me, I will hold you. If you go from me, I release you. If you come to this motherfucker with no keys and you try to break in, I'm going to murk you. We have to. uh, That's savage for me. That's savage as fuck because civilized men, you are the one who gets robbed. You are the one who is drained. You are the one who bears the debt. That's what civilized means. You are the one who has to bear the trauma and all of the memories and all the abuse and all the shit, and the other person gets to go off and you, quote, unquote, forgive them, and they spot free. That is what right. that whole civilized thing meant to me. So savage to me means I come first, and you will fucking realize that and act accordingly or be humbled. But, you know, I, I, I like the term wild that you gave us I like as that the... Too. Alternative, because when I think of wild, I think of an example of them, them, them wild stallions that those cowboys try to break, and you know that some, some of them get really, really injured trying to break them horses because they, they want to be free. They now, now a, a wild, wild means free. Wild means untamed, free. Uh, I am who I am. That, that sort of thing. I'm under the thumb of no one. I, so that's I like. What you I heard, but so I just when I just said that, that's what you heard. Wow, right? Yes. I got that. I yes. like that. I agree. Wow. That was yes. wow. Yes. Mhm. Yeah, I prefer Untamed, that. Untamed, unbound, you know, unbound. not beholden. Mhm. Yes, Unrestricted. Is, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm what is it about own... savage that we can't like? Why can we not cross over into savage? I really want us to figure that out. Because I have a hard time. I'd be, like, double-dutching in that shit. Like, one second we over here on Savage, the next second. <laughs> you know, like, I've been double-dutching the whole show. What the fuck is it about the savagery that we can't get with? I'm fine with it. But keeping it consistent, talking with y'all, like, all right, look, let me back up. I don't want to be too dark on this mother. <laughs> what right, is it? Right, right, right. What is it? Is it? What is it? I don't know. I don't even know. It could be so many things. What is it? Is it one thing? Is it many things? Atoya, where you at? What is it about Savage that gives you pause? Let's start with you. I'm listening. You said, what is it about Savage that what? That makes you, like, pause or feel some sort of apprehension. Do you feel? Actually, first of all, do you feel any apprehension toward the word Savage? Honestly, maybe more so in a past when I wasn't as comfortable with myself. I might have felt a little bit of apprehension, but now... Coming into myself and knowing who I am and knowing that I do whatever it is that I want to do, I fully identify with the word. It doesn't make me feel any kind of way. And, and, and well, as a matter of fact, it kind of is like a validation in a sense. So here Rihanna, like, say, you know, I'm a savage. That's kind of like, that's validation for a lot of, like, girls in this generation. 
Because a lot of us are just tired of, we tired of hearing that fairy tale bullshit too. So I guess that is kind of, that's a validation for me, honestly. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think Savage for me, it has like this ring of, I don't care. I don't care about anyone. And I'm like, and to me, no man is an island. I mean, we, we're here and we're communing with people, and there has to be some level of um, compassion for, for other people. But when I think of savage, I think of absolutely no care or no concern about anything other than what I primarily, like, like my, I'm totally driven by what I desire. And to me, that's an, an extreme because even within your desires, there could be things that are de- detrimental in what you want also. Like, you know, I, I want, a, you know, a pizza right now, but that ain't the healthiest for me. I would love, I could devour a whole fucking pie, like, by myself. But that's, it's Stop. not, it's not good. Stop, to be good. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm easily I'm... Stop. <laughs> I'm just saying, I could take down a pie by myself. Oh, this one's for me. What you mean that's for you? That's a whole damn family. <laughs> like, y'all get another one for yourself. This is mine right here. But that I, that, that wouldn't be healthy for me. So it's, it's like I understand that part. Like, you do what you want, and this is what you're entitled to, but you also got to know why you want it. Is, is it the right time for this to happen? And all these other things, because there's other laws that are that are, and if you break it, if you do the right shit at the wrong time, guess what? You're gonna feel just as too. It doesn't matter if it's right. If it's the wrong time, then it's tank. So yep. we we're That's still true. governed by other other laws and that sort of thing. So I what I find with that is that it's just too. It's not giving you any wiggle room for circumstances which come into play, cause and effect, which come into play, all these other laws. The law of, law, law of attraction ain't even one of the laws. But, you know, it's polarity and that, that sort of thing that, that are working either for or against us that we have, we have to consider. It just can't, it just can't be, well, I, want, I want this, and, you know, and nothing else. Wait, but it can. It can, though. Here's why. Because what you said about the law of polarity is true, but it only applies within the law of personal universes. Now, I did an entire class on this law of personal universes and a whole study on this. Whatever is true for you, it's true. If you believe it's true, you will see it made manifest. So people, another way that this happens is people look for examples to validate or prove what they thought, like, oh, I think I'm getting sick. I think I'm getting sick. So then they walk around all hacking and coughing and shit and not really taking good care of themselves and not getting enough sleep. But it's all right. I'm just a little under the weather. That's why. And they talk themselves into it and then it happens, you know. Um, and right. so they make it true for themselves. They, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So because of that law of personal universes, it absolutely can be that way for them. might not be that way for me in my life because of the way that I operate and relate to it, so that cannot be true in my personal universe, but it can absolutely be true in someone else's, whether I like it or not, whether I agree or not, whether I think it's right or not. It is still true for them in their personal universe. And I'm going to tell you all, that's my least favorite of all the fucking laws. I hate that fucking law. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Passion. 
but it teaches me humility, and it also helps me to be a real teacher. Because before I really understood that law, I was just, I, I don't know. I didn't really know how to describe it. But now I get all the nuance a little bit. So like, I think I was taking it personal, too, people didn't understand what I was trying to say. And they okay. can't understand it the way I understand it because it's true for me based on my personal universe. And it works based on who I am, what energy I put into um, creating my own universe, who I allow to have influence in my personal universe, which would be in the form of friends, family, foes, even, whatever you focus on or don't focus on. All of these things are variables that make up that personal universe and govern that law of force that governs that law of universe, those personal universes. Right. So um, I like what you're saying. I get it, but I hate to be the one to remind you of that fucking law because I hate to even think about it personally. But I'm glad at the same time because it was a time when I wouldn't have thought about it. Um, but right. what I'm thinking of as well is loyalty. I think that's what that's one of the things I was – I don't remember what you said, but that's one of the things I remember striking in my mind. You didn't say loyalty, but that's what that's the word that rang through my ear. Your loyalty mm-hmm. goes to yourself and no one else. And, oh, I know yeah. you were saying, like, you don't care about anybody else. Is it care oh, yeah. or is it loyalty? Because I do care. Like, I care about you, Socket. My loyalty ain't you. My loyalty is to myself. I'd be a stone-cold fucking fool to give my loyalty to somebody else outside of me. This is what we're right. trained to do, though. And that's savage. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Being disloyal is savage. <laughs> Is it not? Yeah. Like, I was thinking also when you were talking, um, I don't know if y'all watching it, but Game of Thrones is like everything to me right now. And so I was watching that. Girl, you, you just that, started you, you just started that? Like, you haven't girl, just started yes. watching that, have you? Yes, I did. <laughs> y'all, I do not like the star shows when they start because my shows that I really, really like, they only get like a season or two. And I get pissed oh, off okay. and now I'm all invested in the shit and it ain't never coming back. Ever. <laughs> they did that with this one show. It was called GCB, Good Christian Bitches. And the goddamn Christian Bitches shut the shit down talking about it was a friend of the Christian women. Fuck y'all. That was a good show. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and I was very upset about that. So, no, now after that, I do not watch TV shows until they've already been on for at least four seasons, maybe five, and then I'll go and catch up. Um, also, I just couldn't get into Game of Thrones because it was all this head lopping off in the first episode. I was like, what the hell is all this decapitation? Who the fuck wants to see that? <laughs> you know, so I just couldn't get into it. There's too many heads rolling. You know, it was just too much. It's too graphic. I could talk about the shit all day long. But do I want to see that? Do I want that in my psyche? I don't know. But anyway, in watching it, when I hear the word savage, seriously, what comes to my mind is the wildlings. Them motherfuckers oh, just yeah. down the town. <laughs> Just ravaging everybody. And then even worse than them was the fucking White Walkers. The zombie-ass ice people that just feasting on everything. Right. That shit is savage. <laughs> I think that's the extreme. <laughs> that's the extreme that comes to our minds when we hear that word. So it's like, I ain't that because I'm not, you know. I be saying all the time, I am not trying to survive no zombie apocalypse. Let there ever be a zombie apocalypse. I'm going to have me a magic potion in my pocket so when the shit comes, I'm going to just swallow that bitch and go on up a yonder. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not here for it. I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Okay? I'm not, trying to, I'm not that bitch. I'm not surviving no zombie apocalypse shit. 
crazy-ass, wild and shit, that's not my life. Now, I didn't come here for that. So I, that's savage, that form of savagery. I just can't get with it. Right. And I think that that, well, if we're perfectly honest with ourselves, those kind of images are the things that come to mind when we hear that word savage. And that's why we're like, mm, no. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. That that is what I think of. Just just straight animal. Just just sure. eating people and shit. You know. Just exactly. you know. Just don't care. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Who wants to be associated with that? I don't want to envision myself as a fucking cannibal. That's not how I live. I don't even eat meat anymore. So I don't really want to be thinking of myself like that. You know. Right. <laughs> what? Right. You know. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I think that's a big part of it for me, too. Um, but I would like for us to expunge that from our minds and to consider savage in the way that I have defined it, and I'll read it to you again. It's right on our website in the Pussy Language 4 class. Savage seduction, the right of the dark divine feminine to tap into her power without apology, to pursue her true desires on her own terms. Using logic, wisdom, and dark bitchcraft, the dark divine feminine goes for exactly what she wants, and she gets it every time. That's right. the kind of seduction I would like for us to delve into. So I have a couple of book studies that we're going to be doing. I'm going to be gifting you both books. Um, it's included in the price of your sign-up. You're going to get The Art of Seduction and a bonus book that I ain't telling you. You'll have to sign up to see. Ha-ha! We're going to be talking a lot about what they call sex magic and energy exchange and protection and purging and all of that. Um, The sign-up details for Pussy Language 4 are in the description for the show. They will also be up on our fan page in about an hour. I think my sister's scheduled to go up there and and, um, be checking your emails if you're on our email list. If you are not on my mailing list, go to www.angrydivas.com. That's D-E-V-A-S. Get it right, boo. And sign up. But right now, the way I'm doing it is everybody who signs up for the mailing list from today forward is going to receive a free tower reading with me. That's my thank you to you for signing up for the list. So go ahead on. What's it going to cost you, really? You get all kind of free bonus stuff. You get the newsletter, all my little tips and tricks that I send to the sisters, how to make it through the week, the forecast for the week, and more. <laughs> make sure you check it out. Definitely check it out. Do we have any last words before we bring it to a close so they don't cut us out because we're getting close to time here? Mm. No, I think I'm straight too. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad. I feel kind of fulfilled by today's show. Like yesterday I felt like, now we got to do a part two. Um, I don't feel like we need a part three though. I feel good. You know, I feel like we've finally rooted out what the hell it is about savage that bothers us um, and that we're ready to erase that from the image of savagery in our mind and to begin to embrace it in a different way and to redefine it for ourselves in a way that fits and in a way that works in our lives. Because if the shit don't work, ain't no point in even bothering. I don't care what it is. If it don't work, ain't no damn point. This has been another <laughs> Bitch House production the Angry Divas Radio Show. Y'all make sure you're in here tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Radio, radio, radio.
I'm 